The flight deck is made possible by the generous donors supporting the Museum of Flight. You can support this podcast and the Museum of Flight's other initiatives across the United States and the world by visiting museumofflight.org slash podcast. Hello and welcome to The Flight Deck, the podcast of the Museum of Flight in Seattle, Washington. I am your host, Sean Mobley. Today's episode is part two of a series of excerpts from the oral history of So Yun Yi, the first Korean in space. A few weeks ago, she talked about her education, and this week is all about her astronaut selection process. Remember that this oral history was recorded in a large room designed to hold a space shuttle, not necessarily designed for acoustic brilliance, and as such, you might hear some sound oddities, but nothing too distracting on the audio track. So now I'll turn it over to So Yun Yi and the interviewer Jeff Nunn to let her talk about her decision to go to space, her friend's encouraging reaction, and how her pioneering efforts to join the Korean space program shattered stereotypes in Korean society about what makes an ideal woman. And around the third year, fourth year of my PhD, I was totally lost in my research because my research doesn't go further. So my, keep my experiment was failing, doesn't have good data at all. I really want to finish my PhD, but my experiment always going wrong. And I was totally depressed. And then even I just suspicious about, Soyeon, can you even graduate? <laughs> can you get a PhD? You better give up. And then I even think of, maybe you are not that smart enough to get a PhD. And then compared with my friends and lab mates, my research is always go bad and then so tired. And in the middle of that time, I do my PhD thesis proposals and use up my grant <laughs> and then kind of thing and depressed and then I write down the resignation of the school PhD for resignation and almost fit, I just think about give up because even if I got a PhD I don't think I deserve to have one because my research was not that good and mm. thinking about what else kind of job I can go there if I just withdraw this program and think about that but around that time I read the newspaper articles Korean government tried to find the first Korean astronaut, but they said first Korean astronaut doing the experiment in the space. And I'm tired of the experiment under the ground and, and clean room. And then, oh, what if I can do this experiment in space with the zero gravity? That would be really cool. It's really impulsively. So think about it. I'm kind of person, I'm easily distracted by anything. <laughs> whatever looks fun, whatever looks interesting, I always go there. So during my studying in Kaist, I was a vocalist in a rock band and member of the choir. Sometimes I cut my friend's hair, got the money. I was a wedding singer as a part-time. Yeah, I literally do wedding singer because they paid $100 per one sing for the amateur singer. And that's a huge money for me during my college. And sometimes I made uh, accessory of the hairpins and sell it in the open market. So astronaut programs are kind of that. <laughs> so all my friends would say, oh, you can try it, whatever. And they said like that. And then once the program more serious and serious, they finally said that in two months we will open the application. And then my friends 
some of my friends heard about my opinion. They just come to me, Soyeon, they open real new application. Are you serious to apply? And then I just said, why not? Just try out. And then they gathering all the information for me because they don't want to apply, but they really want to watch how it goes. <laughs> so you were the guinea pig. Yeah, I, I am the guinea pig. So I, I applied and all my friends so excited and they even betting each other. Soyeon made a 300. Soyeon cannot make 300. They put the $10 on the board and fight against each other. So that was so fun. And then, so when I applied, I uploaded a resume and several essays and everything. And then from those essay and resume, they uh, filtered around the 5,000 because 36,000 people applied, but some of them is not that serious. They just apply. And they check the resume, they check everything, and then they cut almost of the 30,000 people cut out and then around the five six thousand we started real race from that and then medical checkup really quick like an annual medical checkup so if you are diabetes or some serious liver thing problem or kind of thing and then you will be eliminated even you don't have to worry to try more so they just eliminate it and also written exam English common sense of science and Korean history so I just wonder why Korean history, but they really knew that once first Korean national was selected, they should be the representative of the whole Korea. So should understand Korean culture and uh, history very well. That makes sense. Finally, I made a hundred, and from the hundred, we do another test, test, and an interview, and making thirty. And from the thirty, we stay in the hospital for a whole week to check the from the head to toe so they check all the MRI thing and several kind of bottle of the blood they took out and then analysis everything and brain things and mental psychological consulting and some kind of breathing and then running on the uh, yeah, treadmill and then they inject some kind of I don't know what it is, but they inject something and they try us out to the run and then how far we can run kind of thing. So a lot of tests. Some of the people, they have a kind of separate consult with the doctor and then they said, you know what, you have this, this, this. It's not the problem at all for your routine life, but that could be the problem if you fly in space. So some people are eliminated with that. We have uh, five people stay together in the same room, and then every night they called. They are called and then talk to the doctor, specialist kind of thing. So nobody called me. So I just wonder why nobody called me. Nobody interested in me at all. Maybe I will be eliminated. So almost end of the medical checkup, I knocked the door of the chief, the chief surgeon, and he just surprised. Why you knocked the door? And I really want to meet you. And he said, Why? Because everybody was called at least one time or two times, but nobody called me. So he said, what's your name? And my name is this. And then he checked everything. You know what? I've never seen this kind of person before, but you don't have any defect at all on your body. And then, really? And he said, that's because we've never called you. And then, wow. So even if I will not be an astronaut, that's a huge outcome of the astronaut selection. And then in the same time, <laughs> it's really embarrassing. In Korea, we have a stereotype of the woman. So kind of dream woman to date or dream woman to be wife. And it's a kind of most of the guys has the same dream woman. It's a thin, pale white skin and little bit weak, doesn't have any muscle at all and emotional. But once I prove that I don't have any defect, 
I have enough muscle. So I'm not a kind of <laughs> dream woman at all. And so I called my friend and said, you know what? I knocked the door to the chief surgeon. He told me I don't have any defect at all. And he said, so you prove you are not the dream woman anymore. And yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> but I cannot tell anybody. This is my secret. <laughs> so yeah, so during the process, election process, I don't care if I will be a final or not. Every single step, I find my own meaning. Uh, I find my own happiness. So that, that was a really incredible process I've ever taken. So ultimately, uh, you were selected as one of two finalists, mm -hmm. correct? I grew up in Korea. And all the Korean people think you should focus on only one thing. You better not distract it. But during the selection process, I realized that what is the real resonance? What is the real synergy? Because once I applied for national, and I got survived 5,000, I told you I was so depressed because my research was going wrong. And I keep telling myself, so you're a loser. So you are most stupid people in the world because you cannot go through this. You cannot solve this problem. So I keep making myself negative. But I apply for an astronaut. I survive. I realize, oh my god, you can do it. You survive 5,000. And you survive 300. And then I have my positive energy back. And then those positive energy make my research better. If you go to the lab, oh, today maybe I would fail again. Then you never ever succeed. But once I survive 300 and all my friends, oh my god, so you 300. And then come to the lab and start my experiment. I was a huge cheered and positive. My experiment is going really, really well. Thank you for joining me today on The Flight Deck, the podcast of the Museum of Flight in Seattle, Washington. In making these two episodes, I have so quickly come to greatly admire Soyunyi. Uh, this has been one of the hardest episodes to edit because I honestly think her entire two-hour, 20-minute oral history is so interesting and so raw and so engaging. It has been a struggle to keep these things at a reasonable length. There is a lot more to get from these stories, so we will be coming back to this oral history at some point in the future to look at things like her training in Russia or how she finished a PhD while also doing astronaut training in the middle of Russia. Talk a little bit about the near international incident that pushed her from the backup crew to the primary crew. Her mission to space, it's almost fatal ending. There is so much to her story, but for now, we will go ahead and move on. This oral history was recorded at the Museum of Flight as part of our oral history program made possible with the generous support of Michael and Mary Kay Hallman. If you don't want to wait to hear her whole story, our oral histories are available to the public for research and listening, and you can find details about that in this episode's show notes. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with our episodes. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you downloaded us from. You can contact the show at podcast at museumofflight.org. Until next time, I'm your host, Sean Mobley, saying we'll see you out there, folks. <laughs>